it's David Knight back at OK Boomer. And yes, I have Mr. John McLean again all the way from Sydney, Australia. This is episode five. So super excited about that. John, hey, how are you? G'day, Dave. Doing great, mate. Um, missing my buddy. Yeah, well, missing you too. But, and I'm in the way of this amazing photo. This is like one of the best photos of you and Big John O. Whoop, whoop. Tell me about that. Like that is just heroes with heroes. So what's going on? Yeah, quick uh, backstory on that photo. As uh, people that are new to the story, so I was training for a triathlon, got hit by a truck, and then came back to do it as a wheelchair athlete. So here's Big Jono, who's getting me out of the water to transition onto my hand cycle. So that's a, a, a great memory for me to kind of have that. It's so important to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, like I can remember carrying you on all sorts of different swims, whether it's uh, down that rocky pebble beach to the English Channel or, or Bondi Beach as we trained for that. But um, you're a heavy fella sometimes. <laughs> I certainly was then. I was, what, 20 kilos, 20, uh, 44 pounds heavier. So just goes to show how strong you are to carry me. That's right. We do digress. So here we are. We're talking about John McLean's book. Um, it is called Change, A Constant Challenge. It's a really great read. At the bottom of uh, this video, you can take the link to Amazon, pick it up. Uh, highly recommended. So uh, just to recap for those that are new, John and I are great mates. We've known each other for, I think we worked it out, 27 years or so done lots of crazy things from Ironman to Ultraman to Swimming the English Channel, uh, just, just name, name dropping a few. Um, and John's book is about the five M's. So, you know, how, what is the process for change and whether that's a personal change, uh, uh, trying to achieve great things in terms of, um, you know, setting yourself a goal, uh, setting yourself a goal at work, career change, family activities, etc. So there's lots of things that this is relevant to. Uh, we've gone through the first step, which is the map. So you can see the diagram top left. Um, so, you know, mapping your way to success, mindset, surrounding yourself with and having a very positive attitude. Last week, we talked about mentor and the, the roles that they play. And today is about motivation. And uh, I've always said, John, you probably have a similar or different perspective, but this stuff is all 90 plus percent mental and 10 percent physical so having that mental motivation um, especially during the tough times is key to getting you to the start line and then the finish line so in the quote in the book you've got motivation some people dream of success while others wake up and work hard at it so what's that all about well there's there's the piece about having dreams and i think when we're kids we have lots of them but as we get older we stop dreaming and we stop believing and therefore dreams don't come true so how do dreams come true? They come true by action. You and I had to do a lot of swimming in order to swim the English Channel. That's action. So there was a dream of doing it. There was action to work towards it. So I think that's the piece around the importance of dreaming, but also having the action to see the goal come true. Yeah, it's funny. We've been using it around the sales team right now. It's, it's funny how the harder you work, the luckier you get, right? Which I think is a quote from either Arnold Palmer or somebody like that. But... You know, whether it's the golf course or whether it's, uh, um, you know, finishing great events, it is all about hard work, right? Grit, training, uh, getting yourself mentally and physically prepared. So uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning, John? 
Well, I, I always, I think we're similar in this regard. I, I always like to have something to look forward to. So if I've got something to look forward to, then it's an added bonus to look forward to getting out of bed and working towards what you're working towards. So um, what am I currently looking forward to? I, I, I like this piece around momentum. It's good to, uh, sorry, this motivation piece to have something you know, to be excited about. That I've found as well, maybe you have a, uh, motivation sometimes wanes. And therefore, you know, you need others to help you um, continue to be motivated. So I'm excited about getting this book out to the world and sharing with others to assist them in some, some of the challenges that they're in to help them overcome. Yeah, I think that you and I are pretty similar. I mean, I know I'm at my best when I have a goal, right? Um, it's almost like a, a ship without a rudder, right? Where does, where does that go? Well, it goes where the wind blows you to, right? Um, if you're trying to get somewhere then you need a direction and you need a, the ability to get there um, I've also been known to like set goals that really scare the shit out of me right so you know it's not only getting you excited about it but you know understanding that if you don't put the work in right you just you're going to look a fool right or you're going to really it's really going to hurt um, so those are the kind of the two things that I like to motivate me um, I know we talked a little bit about music um, previously when we were had that mantra of like I feel good I you know I love running um, you I think you had a particular kind of bent for music you and I love jazz I know we, we've both attempted to play the saxophone which was pretty horrific for those trying to listen to us um, but but what what is what do you, you see you see NBA stars NFL stars they've got these headphones on and I'm you know pre-game they're kind of getting their their mental game on how how do you use music um, if if at all yeah so music's been let, let's touch on music and then we'll look at kind of movies and how we can motivate ourselves and and also how others can motivate us music for me I think when I when I look back to the English Channel having the Blues Brothers. Um, yeah, I would pump that up maximum volume in the morning to motivate me a to get out of bed and b to prepare of getting in really really cold water, really cold. Nine degrees was the 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 temperature, so you needed to be motivated towards you know getting into that. So every morning I'd play the same song and it would it would motivate me to get excited of get, getting to the uh, the pier in order for me to get into the water. So uh, music's always played a, a big part in my life. I think if I looked at Beijing, for example, working towards uh, the games in rowing, 2008, I am my rowing partner after a gold medal. So the thing that really resonated with me and motivated me on a daily basis was the song Sting Fields of Gold. Mm -hmm. So I was listening to music that um, motivated me to work towards my goals. And you know, I'm a massive fan of, my father was a singer, as I think you know, Dave, and having that opportunity to listen to Pavarotti and music uh, in the three tenors as a younger person, I really had an appreciation of music. And in particular, Ness and Dorma was a great motivator, just gave me goosebumps to continue to move forward. So music's played a really big part in my life around motivating me towards chasing goals and dreams. Yeah, just a side message. I remember one of the last trips I was in Sydney where you and I went to your favorite uh, Italian restaurant and my son James, who's an opera singer, you convinced him to sing Nessum Dormo in the restaurant. So I think I think we got some free Zambuca shots after that, so it was pretty effective. I tell you, that was what a, what a, what a wonderful memory to look back on. And I remember saying to Charlie, who's the, um, the proprietor, saying, you know, can James sing? It's an Italian restaurant and he's a singer. And he went... 
I kind of not really, that doesn't kind of happen. And I said, no, you don't understand, this guy can sing. So when James got up and so wonderful to have that, everybody, you might recall in the restaurant, stopped and turned, had that goosebump moment again, getting out their phones, doing videos and doing. So a wonderful occasion. And um, yeah, I, I miss spending time with James as well. I mean, that music in Ness and Dorma is uh, it's just beautiful to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, you know, back to that, it's 90% mental, right? Yeah, you've got to do the physical work, but ultimately what's going to get you to the finish line? And I've always said it's actually the hardest part is getting to the start line, right? Um, you know, when you're doing these types of events, the pre-work, you know, the six months, the year, the two years, the four years of training that you need to do day in, day out, right? How do you get through those um, those those pieces right like you know it's easy to roll over when it's raining outside knowing that you've got to do a 10 15 20 mile run um and uh, or you've got to go swim you know and it's it's basically you know nine degrees celsius or 40 40 degrees fahrenheit water and you've got to go and get in there and swim for an hour or two hours that stuff takes a lot of grit right and uh, <clears throat> you know whatever whatever it takes to to get there, you know, and I know you were particularly focused on the word gold for, for Beijing. So everything around you was gold, right? And that's the color you were going for. And you got silver, which is, you know, second place. Um, and you know, I know that's pretty well last place, but you know, it was a huge effort and everybody was there. Um, I know in the book also, uh, you've got some quotes there, like pick yourself up, dust yourself off and start all over again, which was a theme for a Gatorade ad, I think. But, um, you know, talk talk to us about that, and I and I know it's it's kind of still probably raw. It's probably still too early to talk about two thousand, um, but it was only twenty years ago. <laughs> so, so, you know, what what times have you actually like crashed and fi not finished and felt like, oh man, okay, that was that was not what I hoped for, but it's time to get up and move forward. Um, I'm going to sidestep here and give you an example of the motivation, the internal motivation, but also introduce the external motivation. So we kind of touched on music. So here's, here's an external example whilst I was in hospital, which leads into Hawaii. So we can cover the, the Olympics as well 20 years ago. So I'm lying in the hospital bed after getting hit by the truck and I'm broken. And you know, my dad was there, obviously my brother. And the thing that really changed my, uh, my experience was when my family doctor came to visit me, Dr. Gabriel uh, was his name. He picked up the notes on the back of the bed and clearly there were many, and then eventually put them back again. He sat on the side of the bed and he looked me in the eye and he said, don't worry, you will be bigger, you will be stronger and you will be faster. And then he left the room. So what did he do? He saw someone who was broken and he wanted to inspire, to motivate that person that life continues to go on and I could play a part in that experience. So, you know, let's fast forward that to a whole night, man. I had to do all that work to put myself on the start line. I mean, you just don't dream about it and you're there. You've got to, as you said, you've got to put in the work, do the miles and build a team to support. So very briefly over Ironman, do the swim 2.4, do the, do the bike um, 112 miles. The last couple of miles, I realized I was not going to make the cutoff time. So uh, my best buddy with you, the, John Young was there that year in um, 95. So I was cooked. My motivation had run dry. I had nothing left to give. So he says, you know, I'm not with my son 
at the moment for his birthday I'm with you and then that famous line um, the pain might last forever but the memories will so there's the example that it's important to be motivated by yourself that's an intrinsic motivation but also have other people tap into that can help get you to that finish line and John with those words an external motivator made a whole lot of sense to help me to continue to keep on going so now let's bring in uh, 2000, chasing dreams and everything else. So, you know, crashing at the Olympic Games. We all crash in life. And I think with this global pandemic, there's a good example. I guess the question is, how do you pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go again? And, you know, you're a great example. I vividly recall, I was feeling flat because that wasn't the finish I was uh, hoping for. And you said, grab your gear, we're going out to celebrate. So, you know, I was feeling kind of down. You might recall I crashed onto my shoulder and... I was feeling sorry for myself. And then you basically said, hey, listen, this is time to celebrate. I've flown in from Hong Kong. You have just participated at the Olympic Games. You know, two years ago, it was from the English Channel. So that's a great way to celebrate. Let's, you know, lift yourself up and dust yourself off and let's go and have a drink. And we did. So you can see, again, the importance of having those right people around you to help you to keep on going. And then, you know, after Sydney, there have been many more experiences that you and I've had. So I think it's important to learn to let go along the way and therefore, you know, letting go of the truck, letting go of crashing at the Olympics, letting go of the times that don't go right, but dusting yourself up to get ready to go again for the next day and having something else to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, outside influence and motivators are really important. And I've always said, like, go public with your goals, right? So if you're setting yourself a target, like, I'm going to go swim the English Channel, like put it out there, right? Um, you'll get all sorts of different reactions, right? And both of them can be motivating. I can remember when I just started at Gatorade and I met with Bob Murray, Dr. Bob Murray from the GSSI, and I asked him about, you know, Ironman. And at the point I was probably like 240, 250 pounds, right? Just way too much. And hadn't, hadn't really done a triathlon before. And, you know, this, I did a small one, I think, in uh, in noosa and then you you helped me set my goals to go and do hawaii and and he just laughed at me right he just looked at me and said because he'd been around all the gatorade athletes who do ironman and world champions and all that stuff and he just looked at me and laughed now i particularly found that very motivating right it's just like yes you know uh, so those that like challenge you that you know you can't do this this is just ridiculous are to me, sometimes even more motivating than those that just pat you on the back and just say, you know, good luck, you know, go for it, you can do it. But I don't know, have you ever had doubting Thomases that say to you, like, hey, John, don't bother, like, why would you even do this? You're not going to get, you're not going to make it? Yeah, we can have external people that um, drive us to action or inaction. Example, uh, I remember an old football coach said to me, you know, I'm going to have to let you go. I don't believe you've got heart. Well, guess what? That highly motivated me to prove him and others wrong, that I do have heart, and I hope that I've been able to demonstrate a few examples of those. So you can see how you know an external influence like you, with uh, Dr. Bob laughing at you, you went, well, you know what, I'll show you, and you did. So I guess there's always examples for all of us that people don't always think that, you know, they want to be positive or they want to be around you to say the right things, and. So yes, there's been uh, absolutely examples of people who are not always there to lift you up, but therefore you can draw on that motivation to get you to your finish line. And I think, you know, some of the other things that you and I have done, um, it's, it's so important for the individual to go, this is exactly what I want. And, you know, draw on all your forms of motivation. Um, can I give you some movie examples? 
Sure. Okay. So, you know, the love of running as a boy was something I look back on with very fond memories. So when I saw the movie Chariots of Fire and the basis of running, I mean, my three three favourite movies are based on running, um, you know, a, a massive motivator for me. So if I'm kind of sitting down and relaxing and taking reason and seeing a movie like that, that's a huge motivating driving force to go, yes, come on, pull the positive energy towards wanting to do that. So there's the first one. Uh, second one, uh, Forrest Gump. So Forrest Gump, you might recall. That's you know, my favourite. Okay. Maybe, yeah. um, and there's another great one, and there's a running component in that because uh, you might recall with the movie, at early stages of uh, being in braces, the uh, forest didn't run, and then forest could run, and he just kept on running. So, uh, again, I could relate and connect into that. And the last one is Avatar, which there's a the movie is based on the guy who's had paralysis in a wheelchair, but when he goes into this different phase, you know, as an avatar, he's running. So, there's always this. So, it's movies like that that really motivate me to continue to chase my present goal. And you can always access, so again, Nessa Dormer or uh, Fields of Gold. I, I try and pull on lots of different external examples of motivation to, uh, to assist in the journey. So uh, there are many examples for us. Yeah, I think with uh, Gatorade, and I think you know Gatorade opened lots of doors for me, and I think one that you and I both walked through was NBA All-Stars in Atlanta, um, where Michael Jordan was playing. Um, and, and I got the privilege of meeting him really briefly. But I loved what he said, you know, I can handle failure, I just cannot handle not trying, right? And so, you know, you and I have had significant failures. Um, one of them was Ultraman, where we both DNF'd, which was my first DNF, which is it's an acronym for did not finish. So instead of having a time next to your name on the, uh, on the results sheet, you just get a DNF, quite painful. Um, but those types of superstars, right, they, they leave a legacy. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, certainly was the NBA player when I was younger and part of the Gatorade family. I mean, what, what, what are your favorite sports stars? Are there, is there a role for sports icons to motivate you? Absolutely. I think it's, it's whatever you're into to be able to draw that motivation. So again, so if you're in the music stuff you want to listen to that or the movies you want to watch that or reading books i mean i've, I've drawn on lots of examples of motivation here's a good one for you um having the chance to watch muhammad ali and again gatorade thanks to you and our relationship and the doors that were open for me to get a chance to meet with spike lee who was putting that uh new ad campaign together moving away from gatorade into g and you know meeting um, making, meeting Muhammad Ali was a boyhood dream. So in terms of, you know, rubbing him and you know, um, John Carlos, you and I met John Carlos, who finished third uh, in the Olympic Games in the Child of Meters with the Black Power salute back in the day. So there's so many wonderful examples and stories of sitting down and having breakfast or dinner and, you know, getting an insight into their lives and, you know, how motivating that is. So I think there are many. I remember at the Olympic uh, games back in Sydney, you mentioned 20 years ago. I was fortunate enough to have uh, lunch with Herb Elliott. Now, Herb Elliott won a gold medal um, in uh, in the 1500 metres in, in, in Rome. And he retired at 22 and was never beaten. So I thought, you know what, here's a really good time to ask Herb Elliott a question. So the question was, hey Herb, you know, I'm excited about racing tonight. Have you got any advice? Any uh, motivation? And he said, yes, get to the front and stay there. 
<laughs> so if you were Hobelli, that's the way that he ran his races and he always won. Um, so you can see how we can find that motivation wherever we're going. There's just bits and pieces of it sprinkled everywhere. It's just kind of looking for it. And I think innately, uh, us as human beings, we like to be motivated. We like to be inspired. So it's just finding the motivation that helps you in your journey. So sport's been a wonderful example for me. I think when we first met John, and maybe it was the second time we met, we mentioned the book Synchronicity, and we were actually independently both reading <laughs> that book at the same time, which was weird, which was definition of synchronicity. And I don't know. I mean, do you think there's a plan out there that we're just kind of executing right now? I mean, do you think it's just chaos, or, or do did you and I meet with a purpose? Did you... Okay. Maybe this is too deep. I don't know. Maybe we, yeah. we've got to stay on top of the surface of the water and not go too deep. <laughs> um, I can't, well, if we want to open that door, um, I have a belief after getting hit by a truck and surviving, um, maybe I'm meant to do stuff. Maybe I'm meant to meet you. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to quantify. But I know my life's enriched for meeting you, chasing dreams, having goals, you know, loving life. Hopefully... Hey, let's come back to motivation. I'll give you a different example and how it's kind of come full circle. So I was asked a couple of years ago to go and meet with a girl who had broken her back. She was cycling and she was getting ready for the Australian Ironman. Uh, this particular girl had been to Hawaii as part of the World Championships and you know got on the podium, so a very good athlete. Um, when I was first asked by her coach to go and visit her, I said to the coach, only if she feels this is the right thing to do. And he said, yes, yeah, she'd like to meet with you. So I go into the room in my uh, way of thinking about how do I motivate this girl who's just been broken? And then I thought back to the doctor who motivated me when I was broken. So when I was there with her, and she was very fragile, understandably, um, and we were having some discussions on, she was saying a lot of things you can't do. So I had to put some clarity, there's a lot of things you can do. And then we got to the point, I said, you know, thank you for allowing me to be here and, you know, I wish you well, and if you'd like for me to come back, I will. And if you don't, I, I, I appreciate that. And she said, I'd, and this is through tears, she said, you know, I'd like for you to come back. So I thought a lot about what's what's the best way for me to motivate this girl. So I went back the next time and I had the, so lucky as you know, in 95 to get five minutes on NBC with Iron Man on a USB stick, and I put that onto her uh, computer. And I said, there's no reason why you can't go back to Kona and you can be, you know, an Australian female wheelchair triathlete and you can fly that flag and you can be the best version to inspire people right around the world. And then it took a little bit of time, but she was still in hospital and she said to me, you know what, she said, I'm going to do that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And you have to promise me you'll be there at the finish line. And I said, I guarantee you I'll be there at the finish line. So you can see how a doctor who motivated, inspired me way back when I had my accident and then you know, going on and doing some stuff for you and then fast forward in time. And therefore, you know, was I meant to meet Lauren, Lauren Parker's discourse name. And then we made connections to Bob Babbitt and into the Ironman family. And I think it's really important. Lots of people have contributed to our journey, to you and I, and therefore we feel compelled and I think it's the right thing to give back to others. So on this field of motivation, um, you know, I'm, I'm, she's gone on to be number one in the world in paratriathlon. Obviously, she was getting ready for the Paralympic Games and being postponed. So it's nice to play a little part in knowing that you know, I was able to assist her journey. And you have done that for me and multiple others. So I think on the motivation, you know, we need to help each other out when we're feeling really flat. And she was clearly that when she was broken in hospital. And now she's uh, living the dream in a different way. 
Yeah, that that's awesome, John. And look, you motivate a lot of people. You've obviously motivated me. And then, um, you know, the John McLean Foundation, right? Um, you know, how, ma- how many millions of dollars have you raised now that goes directly to kids in wheelchairs who need assistance, either getting back into life or getting back into sport? Um, tell What's the update there? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was wonderful to have that opportunity all that, again with you. So lucky. I mean, you're talking about meant to be stuff, right? So what are the chances of me going into this uh, office at Gatorade and just feeling very uncomfortable with a pitch? Like, I never pitched in my life, but I went there with a bit of paper saying, you know, uh, you know I've done Ironman, I'd really like to swim the channel and I'd love for you to support us and hopefully we can put a documentary together to inspire kids in wheelchairs around the world. Well, you took up that challenge and, you know, since uh, an, an initial injection of $20,000 here in Australia, we've now been able to convert that to $4 million, helping many kids in this country to go on and, you know, chase their dreams and see how far they can go. So uh, we've done a lot of good and it's, you know, it's, it's hugely motivating for me to come back to go, I need to do more of that. It's, uh, here's a really good example. There's a young boy, just where I get my coffee, uh, he has a mild level uh, intellectual challenge. So he's been employed in a local coffee shop and it's wonderful that that um, proprietor is able to do that. And, uh, you know, he, he said, I want, to, I want to be a chef. So he's going to go and study and become a chef. So he, he follows the Parramatta Eels and he loves the Parramatta Eels. He always talks about the Parramatta Eels. So I thought, I mean, that my wife had said, why don't you try and do something special for Joey? Joey's his name. So, you know, made a few phone calls and received yesterday a signed Parramatta jersey. Eels jersey by all of the players. So today at 11 o'clock, um, you know, we're going to go and present. He has no clue. Uh, he's going to get a signed jersey, plus he's been invited to uh, be hosted next year. Um, him and his father to go along and watch a game. So you can see how this motivation piece flies in many different ways. So I'm, I'm excited to have that opportunity to be there with Amanda to present uh, young Joe with his jersey. So you can see, you know, I think you and I have a responsible uh, responsibility and others in terms of our journeys. We've come a long way. Um, it's so important to give back. So that continues to motivate me to do more of that, obviously, for the foundation. You're a great man, John McLean, and it's about paying it forward, right? And I think motivation is paid forward, right? Um, you know, you invest that time, and uh, certainly you've done um, amazing things that when people look at it, it goes like, okay, um, I, that should, I should be motivated enough to do that. I've always said I haven't had a bad day since I met you. Like, why, why would I have a bad day? <laughs> you know, when you've got someone like you to really motivate me to get, get stuff moving. So just on that one, sorry to cut you up just briefly, you just reminded me of something that's really important. I remember when I was coming through the spinal unit, and I know we've touched on this previously, but those three other guys, when I was moved to the general ward who couldn't move, that was a huge motivator for me. Whenever I felt flat or down, it was just a referral back to perspective to go, wow, I'm so lucky to move, so don't lose sight of that, given that many can't from a spinal breaking neck. So I've been inspired by many as well. and. You know, I'd love to have you in my life, and you know, we've got so much more to do. So let's keep motivated. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to work on and reveal it at the last episode what we're actually going to do next. But look, this has been a great discussion. Uh, just to wrap it up, you know, we're talking about John's book um, again. A great read, easy read. You know, get it on audio or get the get the book. Um, there's a link below. Um, the five M's. So we've gone through map, we've gone through mindset, we've gone through mentor. Today was all about motivation. 
And next week is about momentum. And then we'll come back with how you wrap all this up. Um, And then we'll find ideas just to keep this going on a weekly basis, just because, you know, love talking to you. And this is a great way to spend an evening here in in Denver. And a good morning for you in, uh, in Sydney. So everybody out there, subscribe, share. Let's move this along. Joshua, thank you so much for pulling this together. John. You're a legend. Love you. Uh, Love you like a brother. And um, yeah, let's dream up some fun stuff that uh, you and I can continue. But remember, today was about motivation. If you're in the position to motivate someone, pay it forward. Get people moving. Be there for them. And uh, signing out, OK Boomer. And uh, we'll see you next week.